All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 5-11, Edmonton Sports Theater, TSN 1260, Gregor Stradwick. And Davidson in with you as uh, we roll through a lovely Thursday afternoon. How about the Jays? We didn't even talk about that very much. They had 20 runs, although nine of them came in the ninth inning off of the uh, first baseman and the catcher. But you know what? Hey, you want to uh, try to get some confidence? You're up there to swing. You're just crushing the ball, feeling good. We'll see if it uh, it carries over. More so can Alex Manoa find his game because man he is near the bottom of a lot of pitching statistics uh right now so uh that will be uh something to uh to follow you got to think he's got to figure things out here at some point for sure so who knows let's get to the shock report now brought to you by next gen transportation heavy haul transport provider 100 locally owned and operated and proud sponsor of uh numerous youth sports teams it's next gen transportation dot Com, uh, Shogger, if you have one movie that you like to rewatch, what is it? <clears throat> one movie rewatch. <clears throat> um, every time it's on, I watch Inception. Mm. Never turn it off. Um, anytime it's on, I watch Top Gun. Don't ever turn it on. Um, there's a couple more, too. Oh, Hunt for Red October. That's another one. Every time it's on, doesn't matter what's going on in my world, I will sit and watch that movie till it's over. Yeah, that scene where they sing the national anthem, the the old Russian national anthem, and yeah. he's like, let them sing. I just, God, I love that one. It's a great national John anthem Connery. as far as it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Really good national anthem for sure. And just a, just a really good movie that holds up. Like, you watch that movie today and it holds up. They released that movie today outside of the weird technology stuff. Um, difference that movie holds up today. Yeah, and you can't say that about a lot of movies. 
Have you watched Ace Ventura lately? (laughs) (laughs) Does not hold up. We all laughed so hard back in the day. I watch it now, I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) It's not quite the same. Not quite the same. So let, let's talk a little bit about two teams that are hoping to extend and last a little bit longer. One team, I guess, than Dallas Stars. But as you, you, you watch these Dallas Stars play Vegas, you know, what, do you, what do you take away? What is the missing part, do you think, that Dallas has not had, uh, whether personnel-wise or player-wise or coaching-wise, um, that, that, that's kind of left them behind here, uh, 3 nothing on Vegas? Yeah, I think I think it's obvious, right? I think the way that Vegas plays at even strength, and then we saw it against the Oilers. Um, you know, they're a team that can just roll lines and bring bring line after line at you, and they're real steady that way. They've been that way all year. I think Dallas hasn't had the goaltending that they that they need against this team. You know, I think Ottinger. Um, in key moments hasn't been the difference like we all when we were all prognosticating ahead of the series and I'm not sure who you guys took but I would suggest to you that anybody that took Dallas in this series probably the first word out of their mouth was Steve Ottinger he was supposed to be the the equalizer the difference maker and hasn't necessarily been I'm not blaming it all on him I'm just saying so I think it probably has to start there wouldn't you say well I think that it's unfair to say that their goalie had to be, you know, all world to win, but I think that he did. You know, I think that when you look at the defense that stars are rocking right now, outside of Heskinen, Heiskinen, yeah. um, they're just not quite deep. So they needed Ottinger to be the better goalie and one of the better players in this series. And he hasn't been, right? We had yeah. a we 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 uh, were talking to a guy down in Dallas earlier and he just said maybe he's getting tired and maybe he is. But at the end of the day, you know, to beat a team like Vegas uh, you need to have the better goaltending, and he hasn't. I think Aiden Hill's been good. I wouldn't say he's been outworldly great, but he's been good. And and I think, you know, with the confidence that Vegas has come out of that Edmonton series with, just knowing, you know, how I mean that that's big for a team. And you tell me, Struds. I mean, you knock out Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle from the playoffs in the manner that they did, one point in four games there for Drysaddle or whatever it was. You come out of that series feeling good about yourself in a bunch of different ways, and I think they've just rolled right through with that. And, uh, you know, they've had the better goaltender, and not many people would have chosen that. Jack Eichel is playing a two-way game that I'm not sure everybody knew he was quite capable of in the big picture, right? Everybody knew he was, a, he was a good offensive player, but who knew he'd be able to dial it in all the other areas of his game in this way too, you know, in March or so, and the shutdown guy in, uh, in Carlson. Just the way it's all gone, it's, they're a confident group, and Dallas needed something special to kind of break the role that Vegas has been on. And I love that you bring up Jack Eichel's drum by Ryan Rashad, because I, I, I don't think Jack knew. You know, I, I've seen yeah. an interview and he talked about, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I felt good about my game. And, yeah, everyone feels good until you actually, you know, the old rubber hits the road. But I think he's been so solid for that team. But he is surrounded by other good players, so he's not like he's on an island. But I've been, I've been really impressed with him and surprised. And I think, I don't think he'd say surprised, but I think he was maybe unsure what he could do in the playoffs. Well, when you've never done it before, you hear about it, you watch it on TV your whole life. Um but you've never gone out there and had the opportunity to do it, yeah, maybe you don't know what to expect. And I think, I think we would all agree that, I mean, he's got the size and the speed and probably intelligence as a player to play a really good two-way game, but that's not, that has not been his bread and butter. 
And this well-rounded game has not been his bread and butter. So you'd think a lot of guys, their first playoff, are like, i got to produce. i got to produce at all costs. That's where they feel the pressure. That's where they feel the stress because they're judged by their numbers. Um, but for Eichel, it almost seemed like, you know, I won't profess to have watched every single you know, second of their, their uh, first-round series, but it just seems like he realized the best way to help his team was to play a more well-rounded game. And the points have come as a result of that. He's been a good contributor. But for him to change, and I, I guess change his game, buckle down in his game the way he has compared to the regular season, I just think that's a mature guy, even though he's doing it for the first time. Ryan Rashog joins us at Sports Theater, TSN. 1260. Uh, Shogger, did you happen to see the changes that are coming in the Champions Hockey League? That's a, the Europe Elite League. Uh, it's got Sweden and Finland and a lot of those teams in okay. there. And so this coming season, they're making three changes on special teams. Number one. Oh, I think I heard about this. Yeah. If you get a minor penalty, you got to serve the hole. Now, the NHL had this way back in the in the 50s and 60s until Montreal's power play was too good, and they changed yep. it, which is funny. So if you basically, it's like a major penalty. You get a two-minute minor, they score, you stay in the box. That's one. The other one is if it's a delayed penalty and they score on the delayed penalty, and that happened 64 times this year. I asked. I, I looked that up. Got uh, my guy at the NHL helped me find it. So there's 64 times. If it's a delayed penalty, the goal counts, but you still have to serve your penalty. And then the third one, if you score a shorthanded goal, the penalty kills is the power play. The penalty, yes, it kills yeah. the power play. <laughs> I love that last one. I do like that last one. That is, um, of the three, I would say that is the coolest one that I think. Uh, I, I probably like that one the best out of the three. I mean, the delayed penalty, I don't mind the fact that if you score on a delayed penalty, I mean, you kind of got your power play, right? So I'm okay with that. Um, you know, the first one, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, but we'll see. I mean, that would be fantastic for the Oilers. Holy smokes. I like that last one, though. You know, maybe you'll see penalty kills be able to be a little more aggressive. Maybe you'll see more skilled players on the ice for penalty kills more often. Um, so I, I like the last one. I, I like the fact that they're trying it, but I definitely like the last one best. What did you guys say? Well, I'm going to jump in there. I'm, I'm the one I like. I think the one thing is easy, and it should be anyways, is that getting scored on delay penalty doesn't – it shouldn't it shouldn't emit the penalty because you didn't really serve anything, mm-hmm. right? So I slash someone. I'm getting two minutes. The other team scores. Have I really been – like, Where's the? where have I been penalized, right? Like, I haven't yeah. been. Maybe it needs to be more of an advantage. Okay, how about this? How about this then? We're going way off the grid now. The second a ref puts his arm up for a penalty, you don't need to get your goalie to the bench. You can just throw another player on the ice. So it's more of an advantage. So you're just well, then you're just saving like five seconds, right? Well, yeah, you're getting a guy yeah. involved in the play quicker. Yeah, I, point I, being, yeah. there's no way for them to score anyway. What's the point of yeah. having to pull the goalie? Just yeah. give the team oh, an I extra see. player right away. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with that. I just look at, but you should still like, because you're not really being. Well, I guess you are pulling the goal, and you do. Wait, how many times do you say it happened, Greg? Last sixty-four. Year? Sixty-four times they scored the, with mm-hmm. a goalie. Pulled, and and right? by the way, so we're talking so, about the the power play ending. So Edmonton scored eighteen shorthanded goals this past year. They led the league. Yeah, can you imagine what that would have done? Three times though, when mm-hmm. they scored shorthanded, the other team scored on that same yeah. power play. So that would uh, be three goals against that yeah. they would eliminate. Yeah, and I like that one. 
I, I do like that because then there's some incentive to try to score. Yeah, and it's a big like that could be a pretty big like short scoring shorthanded. I looked at the Oilers' record when they scored shorthanded; they were something like fourteen and, and three, yeah. and um, or sorry, thirteen and three because one game they had two yeah. shorties. But no, uh, um, oh, no, I was right, fourteen and three, and they. Um, I think that's a big momentum. Yeah. But if you suddenly now you score shorthanded and you're back to five on five, oh, I love it. I think mm-hmm. that it's gonna two things. Teams are going to cheat for shorthanded goals every now and then, but that also might lead to more power play goals. So I think it's a win-win. Imagine what a kick in the pants that is allowing a shorthanded goal. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. You blow it, and there's one against you, and now your power play's gonzo. I mean, that's painful. Now, what about uh, a five-minute major? Uh, Shorthanded goals in a five-minute major. Uh, Well, it's a major. You automatically have to serve the whole thing. So that's the one time where you don't come up. And and on the other one, oh, no matter no. how many goals, yeah, uh, yeah no, I guess no matter a, how many goals you score, you can still do that. Yeah, you, you can still score. It. Yeah, so you like the orders. I, I was looking at it, and uh, Edmonton. I'm not through at all, but uh, uh, I was going through every power play goal they score. They scored in the first 30 seconds numerous times. Mm-hmm. So you imagine that now they uh, they get another power. Mm-hmm. They get to stay on the power play. Like that would be huge. I know some people say, ah, oh, the power play becomes too uh, too valuable. So that's probably why it won't happen. But the other two, I think, could happen. Yeah, they're they're easy changes. I think make sense, and adds a little wrinkle to the game. I like it. What about giving a team the choice on a penalty shot to either take the penalty shot or the power play? I still think you're going to you know. take the uh, the penalty shot because you got about a 35 percent mm-hmm. chance, and nobody's power play. Well, other so than the order's power play. Okay, oh, that's so the imagine one. this. Yeah. Imagine this. Jason Strudwick somehow ends up on a breakaway, Not and Jason Strudwick gets hauled down, and he's playing on the Edmonton Oilers right now. <laughs> and now Jay Woodcroft looks at Jason Strudwick, respects the player, loves the player, mm-hmm. loves the guy, but says, "I can either put McDavid and Drysaddle out there on a power play." Or I can let Struddy, you know, hack the thing square, and we'll see what happens. Not necessarily. I th- I think the bench. <laughs> I, 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 now, Struddy, I know what you're going to say. I, I think the you. bench wants that guy to 100%. go because if he scores, yeah. it's like four power play goals. <laughs> but they, they, I honestly agree. Or, uh, and it's soccer, fun. I think it's what you just said. It's fun. You want to have sometimes guys in weird positions doing it. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you want to have that, and and I understand what you're saying. I get it, but I think you want to have. Just things that shouldn't happen happen. Like who doesn't love seeing a like a fourth liner get a breakaway or yeah, or, no, good point or, by or you. like a, yeah. you know like yeah. when like when I scored in the shootout, it was everyone left the building. Like the other who was the, the D man whose knees buckled and he went into the end boards? Oh, oh. Weidman. No, there was an oiler. A, no, oh, no, that, was, that was Sean Ferguson. Scott Scott Ferguson. 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 He's been on a breakaway. Yeah, Yeah. Scott Ferguson breakaway. Yeah. So he he told me the story, and I think I've told it here before, but he said he went, he got a breakaway. I think it was against Patrick Waugh. And he blew blew a wheel, missed everything, and just completely slammed into the wall. And he he said he came back to the bench and he just felt like a turd, right? And no one really is looking at him. And all of a sudden, someone's like, Way to skate, Fergie. Oh, that's amazing. I remember that, man. Yeah. It's, it, it's like he toe-picked or his knees oh, buckled yeah. together. He went yeah. backwards. Yeah, he couldn't skate. He was an awful skater. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, so who doesn't want to see those moments, yeah. eh? So uh, rule A, B, or C. A is uh, a, a minor penalty is like a major. B is delayed penalty. Uh, you still serve a uh, 
If they score, you still serve your penalty. And C, if it's a shorthanded goal against, it negates the power play. A, B, or C, or all, which one would you want? Text it to 10, 12, 60. I'm taking C. You're taking I C? I'm taking C. Yeah. Strategy? Take it down. I'll probably go C as well. So I'm going it's B and C. probably the least likely, though, hey, of all the three. No, I think that one's, I think the least likely is the two-minute minor lasting the whole way because I think teams are worried about that that can – you could get two goals on one, they won't like it. So uh, I think B and C are the most likely to, to happen first. I would love A to come back because originally the NHL had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Interesting. it. Good yeah. discussion. All right. Have no a good one, Charlie. No offense, Treads. Like, no, I didn't not take to, it. I'll know. get you back. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Okay. Just remember right. I dropped something on you. You don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. There you go. That's uh, Ryan Rashog from uh, TSN. A, B, or C. But I like the fact that CHL is trying this. You can watch. You're going to have lots of data to see. But I think B and C are very, very doable. Yeah. Very doable. Uh, th- those ones probably have the least impact. Of course, order fans are all going to say A, as they should, because uh, the order's power play is legit right now. No question. But let's pretend your team just had an average power play. I mm-hmm. still think you'd like it. Yeah. Right? If, if you're a fan of goals, goalies are going to walk engage is, is definitely against A, for sure. Yeah. Because it's going to be more goals. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's against pretty much anything that gets more shots at him, right? True. Very true. No, no, no hurtful comment meant, Gager. Quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot of help me understand uh, text to get to those uh, and more on Edmonton Sports Leader. TSN 1260. If you have any help me understand questions, text them now. 10 1260. It's a Gregor show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 533. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, Ryan Douglas with you. Sunny Thursday afternoon. Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your one-stop shop. It's like the casino, but on your mobile or desktop device. Play a little uh, lottery, casino, sports betting. If you're a first-time user, use the promo code SPORTS50 and get a free $50. Check it out, PlayAlberta.ca. We have uh, lots of, uh, let's get to Help Me Understand, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, where right now they are feverishly working on our new uh, T-shirts for uh, the Stage Fighters. We're out there. Thanks for the support, everybody. uh, You know what? This is seriously, I think you're going to get on CTV. We're going to talk about this. This is a big deal. Hug a Stage Fighter today. Big deal. I think Josh, because I think there's a few closet Stage Fighters. Is of Boston course. One too? Well, you know, I, I've heard rumblings. That's really? rumbling around the building. Is that he's a little bit of a stage fighter, and that's it. okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, so you know that sometimes yeah. you just need to talk about it. And the yeah. T-shirt, you can wear it with pride. I can't wait to wear it. So we uh, we'll get some, and you know what? Strutty will be the spokesperson. We'll probably have to have like a press release. Yeah. With the release of the T-shirt, so just I like it. Let people know what we're doing. That's pro- Edmonton. Uh, check it out at uh, ElitePromoMarketing.com. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm afraid I don't understand. Understand? Do you? I don't understand. What? Uh, help me understand. It's too technical for a layman to understand. So we got a lot of different ones in here today. Let's start with uh, a few of the uh, the hockey-related ones. Guys, help me understand why the orders don't just try Fogel in the top six Rather than wasting money on someone else, all the numbers suggest he can produce there as a complimentary guy. Signed, Dan. Thunder Dan coming over the top. Uh, obviously, Warren Fogel's uncle. 
Uh, Warren Fogle is a good player. He's he's physical. Like he he really came on this year. Big can skate. Was physical, consistent. I don't believe he has the hands of a toxic top six player. Um, so when people complain about Yamamoto, he doesn't have that same touch as a top six player as well. So I don't. He can moonlight in there if needed. But if he's on your third line, you're in good shape. Gregs, what say you? Well, if if you're not going to find anyone else, then I have no problem in trying it. Um, I I think it's fair to have asked why did the coach give so many opportunities to 56 when you could have given 37 a few more and then seen what happened. So I think that's valid. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with Struts. I think Fogel's a he's been pretty consistent for the last four years. If you look at his goal totals, pretty much every year, they're virtually the same anywhere between 10 to 13. A five on five guy. Would you like him to push that up to maybe fifteen or sixteen? I think ideally, considering some of the chances he gets, like if he could score on a breakaway, that would uh, that would have helped us cause. And he talked about it a lot. It's like, are you kidding me? Like he was getting pretty frustrated about his inability to score. But I don't want to put guys in situation. He's never been a top six guy at the NHL level, and he's played there a lot. I'm just I'm not sure he's that guy. I think he's a good moonlighter because injuries are going to happen. So I, I think that's a good opportunity uh, to do it. Like, I'm I'm not sold, and it's very early, but, like, how much of a score is Dylan Holloway going to be? I don't know yet. I'll have to see. But, like, could I have Dylan Holloway? Or, sorry, Dylan, yeah, Dylan Holloway, Warren Fogle, and Ryan McLeod as my third line next year? I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> Big and fast, man. That yeah. would be a handful. Handful. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be uh, at all with that. Guys, help me understand what Woodcroft sees in Yamamoto. I understand that he's smart, but his size is never changing and he's never been a finisher. I agree with you. I, I think Kyler Yamamoto is probably best suited as a third line player, but on the orders, they have better options for third line players and you can't pay a guy 3.1 million to be on your third line. But you can, if you have one, but you can't have two, you can't have Fogel at 2.75 yeah. and Yamamoto 3.1. And, and right now I would probably keep Fogel over Yamamoto. Yeah. I think Yamamoto his time could be tough here because that money could be allocated in a different way and they need to free up a bit of cash. Um, the, the challenge for Yamamoto is he's always going to be on the smaller side. And you look at these playoffs, there are not a lot of smaller players having a big impact um, in the game. I, I will, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If Leon Dreisaitl didn't like playing with Yamamoto, Yamamoto wouldn't always be his wingmate. So there's, there's a respect there of Yamamoto's game from Leon. And that's why he continues to go back in that spot. He goes, gets pucks. He's very smart. He works hard. Uh, but the challenge is the size, right? Every, everyone else he plays against, they're smart. They're skilled. They're, they work hard on those, in those top six moments too, right? So that's where things kind of get, get, get a little troublesome for uh, Yamamoto. Hey, guys, help me understand when I'm driving on the QE2 at 120 in cruise control that a semi pulls into the left lane in front of me, only going 100 to pass another semi going 100 from PK. Well, I think the, the <laughs> semi driver, I, I don't know how long has he been following the other semi until finally right. he says, you know what? I got to make a pass. And unfortunately, it's not like he can, as my dad would say, tromp on it to, to get around him quickly. That's so, his go-to. Yeah, it used to be that. I'm going to tromp on it. Oh, God, that was a classic line. That, what? Uh <laughs> Tromping on it. Way you go. So, yeah, I see I, what I, I really have no problem with that because I can get it. Maybe he's going 102 and the other guy's going 100, right? So you got to pass him. What bothers me, or I find challenges that let's say I'm going at a speed that's above the speed limit. I'm going to say 115 because I know we have some of our good friends listening. And, um, <clears throat> and 
I'm going 115 and I'm passing people, you know, just kind of keeping up with pace. And someone comes up behind me going 130 and they just come out of nowhere and they're on you and, you're, and then they're flashing the lights like, get out of the way. I'm like, buddy, you're going way faster than everybody else. Like, just go 115 like the rest of us and we'll be okay. Oh, so do you got, does a guy get on the horn? Flashing lights, yeah. Euro style. But if you're in the passing lane and you're not passing, get out of the passing lane. Right, but let's say the people, let's let's just say again that maybe I'm going faster than 115 and the guys in the right lane are going 112 and I'm going, let's just say for the sake of argument. But I, once you pass them, are you moving over or are you staying in that lane? Well, let's say there's four or five in a row and I'm oh, passing them all. Well, I'm going 117. I, the, the guy behind you can pound sand because I, you're still passing. Right, but he's he's hammering on those lights. Hmm. Blinking lights, one one, and again, he's going 130 in this scenario I've created for us. But that that does get to me. I'm like, why? Just... Buddy, you'll get your chance. I'm passing anyways. I could see that one now. That'd be frustrating. That's valid. Hey, guys, help me understand why Ted Lasso isn't having a season number four. There would be lots of storylines to fall. Disappointed, Dan. It's a good question, Dan. You know what? I'm happy that I, I found out literally on Tuesday that this is the last season of Ted Lasso. That's hard. It's a hard one. Because I just, you know, I look forward to it. It's pretty positive for the most part. Very cool. Um, But, like, if they're going to win the Premier League this year, what other story? And Ted's going home. Because I knew eventually, yeah. I'm like, come on, guy. You got to, like, see your kid. So yeah. I always like, well, Ted goes back home. Unless they were going to have him go back home and start a team in MLS. You're really dropping a lot of spoiler alerts here. At least give people the heads up. Well, everybody who watched last week, of course he's going what? home at some point. It I don't know for sure yesterday. He it just came out yesterday that he might. No, no, no. It came out, not yesterday. Yeah, Wednesday. Was Sunday was the show. Oh, that comes out every Sunday. Or Wednesday, I thought. Was it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. No, no I didn't watch it last night. I thought it comes out on Wednesdays. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> you're just you're dropping. <laughs> you're dropping it all out there. Well, I don't know that. Home, I'm just like... guessing. It didn't say it was. I'm <laughs> well, just guessing know, that he will. Guess... Once I found out that it's the last show, yeah, of course I, he I is. Okay. Up I... until I found that out, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. But now when I read him, I'm like, oh, this is last episode. This is the last season. Well, of course then he's gonna go back home. Well, I was hoping him and Rebecca would hook up and be romantically involved. No, that was never happened. But they're just good friends. Mm -hmm. They are. I think well, if they're gonna really go down, I think Nate the Great will take over the team. I think the beard will stay there and he'll go home. That's what I'm predicting. Oh. Roy Kent. Oh. I love Roy Kent. He'll Roy. stay. He'll stay as well. well so Nate the Great will be the coach and the other two will be assistants. You think? Well, you think Roy's going to leave? I think Nate will be the coach again. Um, yeah, maybe. A wonder kid. Possibly. I'm not sure I love that storyline. You don't like Nate? I love it. I just, he realized he made a mistake. He's got the girlfriend now. The, the time with his dad, that story with his dad, when they realized that, you know, he's, I, was, I didn't know how to handle a genius. Oh, yeah, Wish I'd heard that from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Five words I never heard from my dad. <laughs> he, would, he probably said that to my cousin, uh, Scott. Not five words. Shocking that you're not a genius. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I didn't know how to handle my genius uh, nephew, Scott. Not you, Rob. Not you, Scott. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. That, that one hurts. Uh, quick break. Uh, Sorry, we'll man. return on Edmonton <laughs> Sports Theater TSN 1260. Rolling through Thursday afternoon. How are you? 
Coming up tomorrow, uh, the big man, uh, George Lerac, will join us on the show. Always uh, fun having uh, Big George on the show. Button, uh, Lothar, we got a lot to, to discuss tomorrow on the program. If you missed any part of today's show, you can always go to uh, tsn1260.ca for the podcast. Go to uh, jasongregor.com for uh, all the individual interviews. The thing with George, you never know what he's going to say, like where he's going to take an interview or a question. He's great. Great guy to talk to. Oh, he's got some good stuff, and uh, he'll be coming in town for the uh, roast. So oh. Probably uh, oh. talk about it. He's very adamant about one thing he didn't want to have happen at the roast. Oh, I can't wait but, to hear it. Which, which, as the roast master now, I found the greatest thing <laughs> that <laughs> I'm going to uh, to use to, to, you know, to appease George in his natural language. Oh. You got to be so careful when you're roasting or getting roast. You can't give any ammunition, like... You have a meeting, you got to just be quiet. Don't say much. Just yes, no, please yeah. look forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Because everyone's searching all the time for yeah. weakness. Very, uh, very good. Uh, let's get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. And they have the, the new XC60 fully plug-in hybrid is now available. 455 horse, horsepower. You get the 70K of pure electric ride. Takes you all around town. It's a great way to... Uh, Save uh, gas, save mileage, and it rides unbelievably well. Check it out, Edmonton Kubota. Or sorry, uh, VolvoEdmonton.com. The uh, Oilers, uh, there's lots of talk. In re- we talked yesterday about uh, defensemen that we're looking at. I know there was a lot of people about Connor Brown, Connor Brown. You're going to get him. Be- I-, I know that he's got the uh, the unique option to have a-, a one-year deal with incentives. The issue with the incentives are, if you sign him for a base salary of a million, the incentives are going to be Patrice Bergeron. Oh, 10 games played, another uh, yeah. million dollars, right? So it, it basically you're pushing the can down the road. I don't think the Edmonton Oilers want to do that. I don't think that makes sense. If you're going to sign Connor Brown, you're just going to sign him. You know, Now, maybe you sign him to a, a little bit lower of a base, but it can't be significant bonuses because he's not going to do that. Because he just signed for three point, was it 3.6 mm-hmm. mil. I know he got injured and missed a whole year, but you don't suddenly drop to one-third. Yeah, that's that's really wishful thing. That's like going to grad sales, and you're just trying to grind the guy down off his sticker price of twenty dollars. Um, I like the idea of Connor Brown. I think he fits with what the Oilers are trying to do. You look at their wingers; they're wingers that go and get it, right? You look at guys like Kane or Hyman, uh, you know Yamamoto. All those guys, they all go and get the puck. Um, Fogel. So, you know, can you fit him in under the cap? Yes, you, you, you like to. Because you just keep pushing your problems to, to, to you know, moving forward. It makes it a little bit tougher. Now, if if he's willing to compromise, I can kind of see that. But I, I definitely a guy I'm calling on, Greg. He's 100%. What's he going to be like after a year? It's a long time to miss. Yeah, that's fair. And so that might be why it's a little bit lower. But, but I think it's unrealistic to think that, you know, he's just going to be happy to accept a, a massive uh, decrease in pay. And he's he's Connor McDavid's buddy, right? Well, well they played they in play junior together. together yeah. So yeah. I think you yeah, I, I, you use that. You can sure you use it, say, listen, man, like we need a we need a top night now. If he comes in, I'm guessing that someone is squeezed out. Well, it's Yamamoto. That's right. So because he's a right winger, you got to try to squeeze it, squeeze it underneath what Yamamoto's making. I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, would he take a one year, two point five million dollar deal? I, maybe I, I'm not sure, um, but he fits into what the Oilers, their wingers are about. Working hard, getting you know pretty big, getting the puck. That's what you need. If you're watching these playoffs, just well, and let's just talk about getting by Vegas. Mm-hmm. You're going to need that. You better believe you're going to need that to get by Vegas next year. Yeah. No, he 
it fits, but I, I think you have to change your expectations to think that he's just going to sign this low ball offer with all sorts of incentives because the incentives then are just going to put you in a bad cap situation 100%. the following year. 100%. You got to start it. Yeah. Right. Because he only could, can sign that for one year. And then yeah. he's, so he gets, all, and then the next year you got to pay him three mil plus the bonus overages. So it actually doesn't make a, a ton of sense the more yeah. I look at it. And you just got rid of a couple dead cap spaces. You know, yes. like you, you don't want to, at some point you want to have a clean slate. I know it's hard when you're in this window, but. Like Edmonton want. wants to go into the season, not being over the cap. They want to be under the cap. And I think ideally they'd like to start the season around a million dollars under give or take. So they can accrue cap space all year long. Yeah. I, I'm, I would almost guarantee you that's the strategy. Yeah. Whether or not it, it. it comes to fruition, that's the strategy in an ideal world cap space. Now you can never you know, guarantee anything. But that's ideally, I think, what they would uh, like to see happen. And it makes sense. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. And why you would uh, why you'd want to see that uh, unfold if you're the Empton Orders, who, uh, who haven't uh, really had the, the luxury of cap space for, uh, for, for quite some time. So, see how that goes. Hey, guys, it sounds easy, but who's taking Yamamoto 3 million, Brad? Well, Brad, you don't, like I said, if you, if you somebody would take him. But you might have to give up a pick, but then you have to value it and say, okay, so I can trade Yamamoto and, and add in a fifth round or whatever. Mm. However, if no team is willing to do it, then you can buy him out and your cap hit is 433K instead of 3.1. Right. Now, there is dead cap space next year, but you would save 2.6 million. You could turn that into a player. Yeah. You could actually turn that into two guys and you're in your, you know, easily in your bottom six. Yeah. So that's, I, I really don't think that's, the uh, the big issue at all. Hey guys, why didn't Holland get Devon Taves for a true number one for a first round pick? Not re-sign Hopkins and sign Deneau. Well, um, Deneau, I think, signed the year before Nugent Hopkins' contract expired. Um, also, uh, Devon Taves, hey, they gave up two second rounders yeah. for him. I don't know how many teams knew. Maybe everybody knew. I don't know. But that was an unbelievable deal by Joe Sackett. Great deal. It's a great deal by Joe Sackett. I have a hard time saying, why didn't you get the best possible trade? Yeah. You don't know why. Yeah. 100%. Honestly, I don't know. But lots of other teams didn't. Um, did they undervalue Devontae's? Did they not have the assets? There's lots of mm-hmm. factors in play. They got two second rounders. I don't think they were going to take a late first instead of two seconds, to be honest. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, that's the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. On behalf of Struds, Brandon Douglas, I'm Jason Gregor. Thanks, as always, for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. We uh, truly, truly appreciate it. Let's get to a Sports Center update brought to you by Tenacore. From fire hydrants to custom fabricated items, pumps, and hoses, call the team at Tenacore for your industrial fire protection equipment needs. Go to Tenacore.com. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 